Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. On this episode of the podcast, we will be discussing everything Wilderness Trail. We'll go through the history of the distillery, current news, and of course, our personal favorite aspects of the show, the tastings. With me, as always, is my intrepid and brilliant co-host, Andy Kleshik. Andy, how you, how you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Um, I mean, other than sitting here and experiencing the 17th different iteration of Cincinnati winter in the past three hours. Good. Yeah, you never know. It's going to be warm. It's going to be sunny. It's going to be gloomy. It's going to be snowy, rainy. It could, you know, the weather in Ohio is so bipolar. Yeah, we have psychotic winters here. Yeah. It's once it's snowing one second, the next second you're outside in your shorts. But anyway, we do have a great episode planned for you today. And actually, the episode stemmed from my personal kindness to my intrepid and brilliant co-host, Andy Kleschik. Very personal kindness. (laughs) I uh, decided I I wanted to buy Andy something for Christmas a couple months ago or, you know, a month ago. And uh, completely surprised me. Right. I was looking (laughs) for not expecting it. I did not plan anything in return. (laughs) It's all good. I I just, uh, you know, I've been doing a little bit better financially recently and I, I just wanted to you know show my gratitude for you and the, the show and your friendship and everything so I got in I was like I gotta go in I gotta find Andy some kind of interesting bottle of bourbon something that he's you know is not you know something a little bit out of the ordinary I was like oh what, what, what should I do yeah. talking with the, the, the store owner there who I'm you know or one of the store owners who I'm personally close with and he's like this is you know kind of unique and rare and people have been really you know people have really been buying it lately try out this uh, yellow label here of Wilderness Trail and, and I think I think that'd be yeah. a good good fit for him and uh, i went ahead and bought that for you and uh you know the rest is history as they say and we're gonna do an episode on it now of course yeah no the, i mean this is something that definitely is unique and to an extent rare um before we go into it a little bit more this is you know wilderness trail like you said the yellow label which is their uh, single barrel their kentucky this single barrel kentucky straight bourbon whiskey bottled in bond and Just like we did a bottle and bond last week with uh, Henry McKenna. Exactly. Yeah, and this um uh, this one's they're coming from their uh, barrel number. If I'm reading this right, sixteen G one S twenty A. Maybe I'll assume that you're reading. That I would right. assume that <laughs> that handwriting is correct. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it could be a G fifteen. I don't know. You've already had it before. I yeah. I don't. I believe I had a sample. Sample. I had like a. Taste it's very of it. good. Yeah, you, I liked you enjoyed it. it. Okay. Yeah. Well, why don't you pour us up a glass of that, Andy, while we get started here? Of course, we're going to do a more official tasting later on in the episode. I would advise all of you to pour a glass of some type of wilderness trail, at least, uh, or some type of bourbon, at the very least, and uh, drink along with us. And of course, we will do a more official, like I said, like more official tasting towards the end of the episode. Um, I also, Andy, I got to call you out while we're on the air because I have to. I need some answers, and the view and the listeners need some about answers. what. I was at the bar last week, our favorite bar, and apparently I was sitting there at the bar watching some football, and Andy walked in, and there's there's two parts of this. Andy walked in, and apparently he saw me sitting at the bar, and he ignored my ass. For whatever reason, he ignored me. I, I was with other people. Exactly. That's what we want to know, Andy. We want to know why you ignored me. Well, I guess you were with other people, but more importantly, who were you with? Were you on a date, Andy Kleschik? I was not on a date, but I was with other people who needed my attention at the time. Okay. To discuss certain things. But who were you with? Do I know these people? 
I don't know that you would know who I was with. Um, then who are they? It, it was it was it was other people. It was other people I know from college that it was just. It, it's been a long time since I had seen them. Uh, they graduated like one or two years before I did from college, and I was just there meeting with them, hanging out with them, catching up with them. It it had just been a long time since I had. It had been literally years since I had seen them. So it was just something that, like, I wanted to be focused on talking with them, hanging out with them, catching up with them. Because yeah. it had just been at least four to five years since we had seen each other in person. Well, I get that. Next time, just come say hi to me yeah. and then just go hang out with your friends. I'm not going <laughs> to intrude. Yeah. I was honestly, I didn't even know you were there until you, like, you know, after the fact, you told me that you were there. Yeah. Um, but you know, anyway, I just was like, I when you when you told me, I definitely thought you were on a date. And I was like, oh, no, I was. I to, was come on, you know, rib him me. while he was dating. Come on, you know me. I've been single AF for like years <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Speaking of which, we we, we need to, we need you. To, we do honestly. It's yeah. It, it's hard to find some, someone during this. We need to uh, during COVID. It's hard to find a relationship. I gotta I gotta be my wing. It's I gotta process. I gotta be a, I gotta be a better wingman. But I just it's hard for me to get motivated as a wingman when it's just you. It's hard to even go out to the bars right now, especially in a lot of places in the country. I definitely need to get on the trail of being a better wingman. Um, but in the meantime, we are gonna hop on the wilderness trail. Let's dive right on in, Andy. Yeah. Tell the folks everything they need to know about Wilderness Trail. Of course. So this is a brand that – this is one of the newer, actually, brands that we've discussed. Uh, it was originally founded in 2006, which makes it about – if I recall from all of our different episodes that we've uh, gone over, maybe the third or fourth youngest brand that we've uh, gone over. And it was something that I think kind of has a little bit of a – to me, funny uh, backstory to it. It was a uh, the co-founders of it, uh, Shane and Pat. They basically discovered that the rock band game was no longer for them, and Pat's family uh, historically had distilling expertise, and so they were like, "Well, let's just start a distillery for the heck of it." Of course, that's you're talking about Shane Baker and Pat Heist. Yeah, yeah. Of course, um, and his you know it's Shane, hard to make it as a rock and roll star, but what's easier, of course, distilling <laughs> high quality bourbon. Apparently, yeah. Uh, I mean, apparently, I don't know. Uh, you know, take takes more years to realize your fame in distilling. Well, that's for sure. Um, in my opinion, at least. Uh, well, not in my opinion, but just in aging it, at least. Of course, takes more years to realize your fame there, <clears throat> but. Like I said, it was originally founded in 06 by the both of them after they were in... I don't know if they were in the same band or in different bands, but they both kind of realized that the rock game was and the music industry game was no longer for them and realized that Shane's family, dating back to at least the 1940s, so post-Prohibition, had a history of distilling in some kind. Uh... With some very special and distinct yeast strains and experience with, as we discussed last week with Henry McKenna and in other previous episodes, um, had a history with the Stitzel Weller, Weller Distillery. 
and they kind of collected that history along the way. Uh, their process since 2006 has been kind of a little bit of a winding trail, a little bit. Uh, a little bit of a wild trail, a winding trail, in that they've kind of been carving their own path in how they distill. And what I mean by that is their process is a little bit different than most distilleries now do their operations and historically have done their operations based primarily on science. Okay, so how do they how do they differ from all these other distilleries? So the biggest difference that they do, one is they have a lot of proprietary yeast strains to them that they distill their that they use in their distillation process. But also two, the big thing that distinguishes them from most other distilleries is whereas most other distilleries use sour mash sour mashing techniques, they sit there and use a sweet mashing technique. Which basically is to sum up all the science in it. Sour mashing is use some of the back set and some of the prior mash and yeast strain to then sit there and ferment the new mash in aging and distillation process. Whereas in a sweet mashing process, basically every single every portion of every single yeast strain you use and every single mash or portion of a mash that you use for a process is proprietary to just that mashing process. Um, so it's kind of, you're starting over every single mash ton, for lack of a better phrasing there. Which, in a mash bill, there's kind of differences with it, with... And on how you want to do it. With a sour mash, you get a little bit more... You can get a little bit more consistency and less labor-intensive process in your your, uh, mash bill and distillation process. Whereas with a sweet mash, it's a little bit more labor-intensive to clean everything out, get all the bacteria, get all the yeast mash bill everything out and then start an entire new mash run in your distillation process so a little bit more labor intensive in my opinion at least a little bit more labor intensive but allows you to control a little bit more what the flavor will be in a sweet mash yeah so a lot of work but it pays off in the end Eh, yeah one could argue that at least pays off a little bit more in terms of how you create your product. Uh, which, from what I've tried, at least of the bottle that you got me, John, is a very, very good product as an end result. Um, and from there... You know, of course, they go through the mass pro- mash bill process, the distillation process, um, and it ends up with then aged product, which, um, of course, it's slightly 
co- it's costlier to yeah. make it this Ooh, way. It's more labor intensive. Exactly. But I think when when you when your fans and the, your you know the people who the consumers know you're putting in that extra work, they're and, willing to and pay. They see a high quality product. Yeah, absolutely, they're willing to pay. No, no, you're definitely right. And I, as far as I've ever seen, they're the first, at least Kentucky-based bourbon distillery to do this. Uh, I don't know if they're the only distillery in the wor- in America or the world to do this, but the, at least as far as I've seen, they're the first one to do it. Yeah. Um, so they kind of start over with that process every time. And Definitely. all all their products are double distilled with basically about a hundred to hundred and ten proof um product at least entering the barrel a lot of their products the yellow label included is i believe uh bottled and bond yeah i think almost all if not all of their products are bottled and bond yeah so well, i'm least, sure they have some that aren't yeah. i'm sure they have some but like of course they have multiple that are bottled and bond yeah. it's kind of a lot of distilleries we all know they kind of like to mess around and tinker and kind of have yeah. different you know they'll, they'll make different types of barrels and things like that but Typically, if they're selling this yellow label, it's bottled in bond. Yeah. Like, like the Henry McKenna from last week. Yeah, exactly. No, you're exactly right in that. Um, all of their products are anywhere between 110 proof to 100 proof, and all are aged minimum four years, um, kind of to that bottled and bond standard. But most are typically aged six to eight years in there. And like I said or like both of us have said, we're tasting their six, um, their bottled and bond single barrel product today that you got me as a present, but they also have a six year old bourbon and then their single barrels bottled and bond, which is what we're trying today, as well as a small batch release, which is at a maximum 12 barrels per batch, which is on the, as far as I've ever seen, at least uh, on the smaller end of barrels per batch, and in a uh, straight rye, which is a cask strength release. Ooh, interesting. As far as I could see, um, and Very find when researching and looking at their website and everything, and then a uh, vodka, which of course, for most new brands, you know, they sit there and they'll try to have a product that is easier to or at least quicker to distill than a bourbon because you have to sit there and age whiskey uh so and of course vodka is quicker to release than whiskeys in general and then they also have a harvest rum which um you know uses sweet sorghum molasses instead of typical rums which use a um sugarcane instead of molasses very interesting and then, of course, they age their rums similar, maybe not exactly, but similar to how they age bourbons. Yeah. And then for pretty much all of their products, at least as far as I could see, they sit there and have more or less the same mash bill. Okay. Which will be, for their bourbons at least, which, uh, will be 24% wheat. Or 24% rye, along with 64% corn and 12% malted barley. Decently high on the corn. 
not too high, not crazy high, not as high as like the Henry McKenna. Yeah. Decently high in the wheat and the rye for the bourbons as well. And honestly, kind of decently high in the malted barley. Or I mean, I guess malted barley kind of clocks in at a normal rate. Isn't yeah. that a normal rate from barley? At, at least as far as bourbons go, that's a fairly standard percentage rate uh, in terms of mash bill for most bourbons, as far as I've seen. Right. Uh, the only difference being which mash bill they're doing for the bourbons. So the single barrel and the six-year-old bourbon, they use the weeded mash bill. And then on the small batch, they use the uh, rye mash bill. Which is what, okay, which is, we're, and we're drinking the one that's more weeded. Yeah, so we're... It has, it has wheat versus rye. Yeah, exactly. So we're drinking the... Uh, the single barrel, which has the sixty four percent corn, twenty four percent wheat, and twelve percent malted barley. Absolutely. What's the what's the uh, mash bill breakdown of the rye? Uh, funny you ask. So their rye is fifty six percent rye, and then thirty three percent corn, and eleven percent malted barley. So just barely above the minimum requirements for a uh, rye whiskey. You know, which at a minimum requires 51% rye in the mash bill. Right. So they're kind of clocking in on the low end there for the rye and on a little bit higher end. For the corn for a rye? Yeah, for the corn there. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Malted barley at the rye for the rye is almost the exact same as the bourbon. 11% for the rye versus 12% malted barley for the for the bourbons. Exactly. And I, I think in everything I've tried for them, it's very, very good. Yeah. I have to jump in real quick as far as the aesthetics go. You guys know me. I'm very I'm a very visual Unisex, person. Man. Exactly. I love the look of Wilderness's Trails facilities. It's uh, mm-hmm. very modern, very sleek, all sleek black facility um, distillery. Yeah, it, it honestly it kind of reminds me. It's like the it's like the bourbon version of the new Raider Stadium out in Vegas, where you got this sleek black spaceship looking facility where it looks like it's you know before you know ahead of its time. Uh, that's exactly what we were getting here. Brand very very new facility, state of the art. The one we're working at, sleek black, uh, right there on a lake in in Kentucky. Great great look. Um, very different. Than a lot of the distilleries, which I really like. It's yeah. unique, but it's also very sleek, very modern, and just, uh, you know, very pleasing to the eye. Yeah. I well, always have to jump in with that. No, no, I, I I don't disagree with you. It's very sleek, very, very modern. It's something that, from what I've noticed with most of the distilleries that are kind of founded, like, post-1990, roughly, most of them have a very, very sleek, modern look. Which I very, very much like. And this is one that, you know, you and I have discussed off the show. Like Town Branch, Lexington um, Distilling and Brewing there. Yeah. Um, As well as a few others have very, very sleek operations. Definitely. So it's it's something that I, I hate to say it, like, I like the historic aspect of some distilleries, but at the same time... Some of these newer distilleries are creating kind of a modern flair, if you will, on how a distillery should look. And I like it. Definitely. All right, folks. Well, the snow is coming down like crazy. So Annie and I are going to jump into the tastings 
ASAP because we're trying to go to the bar real quick to watch some some of the final playoff games here for the NFL. So everyone, pour yourself a glass of Wilderness Trace Bourbon Whiskey Bottled in Bond and drink along. And we're going to go ahead and jump on into the tasting, folks. All right, folks, time for our favorite part of the show, of course, the tasting. I know Andy has a lot of strong thoughts as far as the taste goes for this bourbon. Uh, oh, very he's, strong. He's been drinking it for a while. So uh, I'm very excited to hear what you have to say. Let's jump right on in. Uh, we'll start with the nose. Mm, very, very light. Yeah. I, at least for me, it's very light on the nose. It, it, yeah, it's slightly light on the nose. Um, for a bourbon, at least. My glass isn't very full, but yeah. It, it, yeah. It's, I mean, it's... Oh, well, and it's still a, uh, you know, it's a 100 proof, 50% alcohol by volume. I think it's very light nose for 100 proof. Exactly. It does not very smell sweet, and drink like that. Caramely vanilla again, kind of, it reminds me a lot of, of the Henry McKenna, actually. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Any other thoughts on the nose? Not beyond what you've said. Okay. I mean, there's a little bit of a minty note for me, but. Oh, there you go. Let's go ahead and give it a taste. Again, I'm getting a lot of a leather, a leather, a leathery feel, like our taste, like I did with the Henry McKenna. Again, yeah. they, it does really remind me a lot of the, of the McKenna. Still getting some oaky vanilla as well in that yeah. in the taste in the palate there. Some of that oaky vanilla, uh, a little bit of a fruity note. Oh but yeah, not extremely fruity. More on that. It's like a wild fruit. It's almost like you can't pin, you can't quite pin down what type of fruit it is. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Can't quite pin it down, but didn't you make a mixed drink of this? And or you did something I thought with the Wilderness Trail that you told we were telling me about. You just you, you painted me a word picture. I can't quite remember what what it was at this point. I'd have to look through my text. There was something. Yeah, there you, was don't some, have to, you don't have to do it. Don't worry. Don't there was. Go this was like that. weeks ago. Yeah, we but you were talking about. about it. Like you had some really some really good. Uh, the, yeah, mixtures. Like you mixed it. With, you mixed it with something. I can't quite remember what it was. I don't think I mixed it with anything. I think I maybe just either drink it neat or with a couple drops of water in it. And it it just – this is one that I think for me personally at least is well worth sitting there and drinking either neat or with a couple drops of water because once it opens up with those couple drops of water, it tastes even better personally. Okay. For me. Are you getting any specific flavors in the in the taste there in the palate? Um, you know, I very much get that oaky note with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get a little bit of those standard like bourbon, caramel, and vanilla notes in there on it, and I also kind of get a little bit of like a very very light fruit note on it. I gotcha. Um, maybe like a like a. Here's the text, folks. From Andy, I'm gonna quote, dude. So I'm trying that bourbon you got me, and you added and proofed it down a bit with a teaspoon of water. Tastes like a banana dark chocolate bread with a bit of cinnamon in it and a walnuts nutty smell on it. Slightly sweeter oak and smell and flavor. That's the that's the description I was yeah. looking for. Yeah. So and I think that's a that's a perfect description for it. It, for me at least in trying it is it's something that has got a little bit of a fruity note like i said there in that maybe, text maybe bananas the fruit that we were missing yeah 
but it it almost takes tastes like a banana bread if you add a little bit of like some nuts in there and some uh, chocolate. For me, at least, almost like a semi-sweet dark chocolate. And for you, it maybe sounds kind of like the best way to take this bourbon is on the rocks. Um, Based on your the text that you sent me. You said you watered it down with a teaspoon of water. Going to put it on the rocks would be a great way to kind of accomplish that same thing. Yeah, I mean, either either on the rocks, not with – maybe not with a huge ice ball in it, but – or like an ice cube in yeah, it. Yeah, there's a couple, couple cubes. Yeah, like, couple like a cubes. couple small ice cubes in it. Definitely. Either that way or with a like a teaspoon of water, like in the text that I texted John on, um, just like a teaspoon of water in there will really open up this single barrel on it to show what the flavors are for it. Definitely. All right, folks, that's it from us this week. Make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Of course, we are on all of them. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review, share the episodes of Distilled Discussion with your friends, and, of course, um, just word of mouth. Tell everyone you know. We really do appreciate yeah. your support. We want to keep things going. We're hoping to head down to Kentucky in the very near future, grab a couple of rare bottles. But we can't do this without your support. And, of course, it's not even it's not as fun to do without your support. So we really do appreciate you guys. Have a fantastic week. Pour yourself another whiskey. And don't worry, America. We'll be here to drink with you next week. <laughs>